السلام عليك يا أبا عبد الله السلام عليك يا ابن رسول الله السلام عليك يا خيرة الله وابن خيرته السلام عليك يا ابن أمير الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah and welcome to episode number three of Reflections on Ziyarat Ashura brought to you by Mizan Institute. Assalamu alaikum ya ibn Rasulillah. This is the uh, line that we want to discuss inshallah in this episode where the Imam is referred to as the son of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So a little introduction first. Um, without a doubt, in Arabia of 1400 years ago, lineages were everything. If you wanted to show off, one of the things you would show off with was your lineage, the tribe you belong to, and so on. Um, some say that this is what uh, Surah Takathur is referring to when it says, People were boasting amongst each other uh, and amongst themselves, and to prove that they were better than others they all visited the graveyards to show each other who their uh, tribe was what their tribe was and who their forefathers were and so on and so this is something that we find in history um, and even till today you'll find it here and there as well but it was really uh, a big thing back then islam came to eradicate of course uh, this understanding that it's your tribe or even your gender that matters and no 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 the Quran says, look, the most noble of you in Allah's eyes are the ones who have the most taqwa, um, the ones who listen to Allah the most, the ones who obey Allah the most, the ones who fear Allah the most. There was one exception, though, although this is not an exception, but there is one family tree that is to be respected, and that is the family tree of the Holy Prophet uh, without a doubt, um, this family is one that the Holy Prophet even uh, encourages others and orders others to love and respect. The Quran speaks of them. Uh, the Holy Prophet is told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran that you're not, to, you're not to ask the people for anything in return for you know, what you've done as a prophet for them. But there is one thing that is expected of them in that is al-mawaddata fil-qurba to show love to your uh, close ones and your family. So in a sense, yes, Islam will make an exception for the family of the prophet in one sense. But in another sense, no, there is no exception even here. Um, and what I mean by that is that none of the imams ever said that we have a free pass to Jannah. As a matter of fact, you find the opposite in our hadiths, like in that famous hadith by Imam al-Baqir, um, which is in Usul al-Kafi, he says, وَمَا لَنَا بَرَاءَةٌ مِنَ النَّارِ Something along those lines, that they, we don't have a free pass out of Jahannam just because we are Ahlul Bayt or we are Imams or Ma'soom or anything like that. We, will, we can be held accountable just like everyone else. So there is no exception when it comes to accountability on the Day of Judgment. When I say exception, what is meant is that Yes, there is a special form of respect. And there are certain rulings even in our Islamic law um, uh, or Islamic laws regarding the family of the Prophet, regarding the Sayyids and so on. But all in all, all in all, the accountability 
there is no exception there. Uh, you even find in the Quran where that the Quran says that even if the Prophet was to slip up, he would be in big trouble and Allah would punish him. So um, let's make it clear that, yeah, even if we say there's an exception when it comes to a special respect for this family, it does not make an exception when it comes to accountability based on what the Quran itself tells us, what the Ahl Bayt themselves tell us. Okay, so that's a little introduction that I wanted to give. Now here when it says, Assalamu alayka ya ibn Rasulillah in Ziyarat Ashura, it is highlighting that Imam Hussein salam is from this family. And not just the family of Sayyids, but the son of Rasulullah. Now in the Shi'i school of thought, it is very obvious, it's an obvious fact that Imam Hussein is considered the son of Rasulullah. But some actually might challenge and question this sometimes and say that, okay, wait, Imam Hussein salam is the son. We, of course, we love him. We respect him. But he is not the son of the Prophet. He is the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib. And as we all know, yes, you go back to the um, you go back to whoever it is in your family tree through your father, not through your mother. That will be the argument that is used. Now, some will ask this question because they have an honest question, really. Others will, there will be some malice involved. Others sometimes throughout history would question um, the association of the Ahlul Bayt with the Holy Prophet in terms of blood relations. They would question that because they wanted to like show the people that like why do you think that there's something special about this uh, for example Imam Kadhim Musa ibn Ja'far what is so special about this Ali ibn Musa Rida alright he's a good individual but why put him on a pedestal so to speak um, and so the Imams would have a response to this I just want to share with you a couple famous stories that we do find um, in our books and in history of what the answer of the Imams were to individuals who would question them and their uh, and their and them going back to the Prophet in lineage, because the link between them and the Prophet is his daughter, not a son of his. So, Imam al Kadhim, in the reports that I want to share with you, he answers this question in this manner. Uh, it says that Harun al Rashid actually brought this up, the Khalifa of his time. Um, he brings it up. He says, look, you all are claiming to be sons of the Prophet, but you are really sons of Ali ibn Abi Talib. You don't go back to the Prophet except through your mother, Fatima Zahra. And as we all know, the mother cannot be the link when it comes to going back to someone in lineage. So the answer of the Imam, um, he gives answers through verses of the Quran and also uh, through, he has another smart answer he gives on another occasion or in another report that I'll share with you. So there's three answers altogether I'll be sharing with you. Um, but in a nutshell, he says, no, no, you can go back and you will go back in lineage through the mother. It's no problem. There's no problem there. And to prove that, he cites uh, Surah An'am, verses 84 to 85, where these verses are speaking of the descendants of Ibrahim, salam. It says, وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ إِسْحَاقِ We gave him Ishaq. So Ishaq was his biological son, of course. Um, 
ومن ذريته داود وسليمان وأيوب ويوسف وموسى وهارون وكذلك نجز المحسنين وزكريا ويحيى وعيسى وإلياس كل من الصالحين. So this, uh, these verses, they are mentioning all of these names, Prophet Dawood, Prophet Suleiman, Prophet Ayyub, Prophet Yusuf, Prophet Musa, all of them, okay? They are, the, the verses are mentioning all of these names all the way till Isa alayhi salam. All of these individuals have been counted as descendants of uh, either Prophet Ibrahim or Prophet Nuh based on what the tafsir of this verse is and who the pronoun of durriyatihi goes to, or returns to. But that's not relevant right now. Whoever the verse is speaking of when it talks about the descendants of that individual, um, whether it's Ibrahim, whether it's Nuh, all in all what we know for a fact is that all of these names, they go back to Nuh or Ibrahim through their fathers. But then all of a sudden Isa is mentioned, questioned, question, we don't even have a father for Isa alayhi salam. Isa never had a father. He was only had he only had his mother Maryam alayhi salam. So, how does Isa go back to Nuh or Ibrahim except through his mother? There is no other way. So, Prophet, uh, excuse me, Imam Kadhim alayhi salam, he mentions this. He says, "Look, these verses are speaking of Isa going back in lineage, um, while we know that he didn't even have a father. So, you can go back." to someone else in your lineage through your mother. No problem there. He also cites the famous story of Mubahala. Yes, that uh, when the Prophet, he met up with those, uh, that Christian delegation and uh, agreed to do Mubahala with them, which basically means that each side curses the other if the other side is lying. Um, this is a famous story. You've probably all heard of it already, so I'm not going to go into details of it. But anyway, the agreement was that each side of this mubahala was going to bring with them who? Their sons. Well, who did the Prophet bring with him? He brought Hassan and Hussein alayhim salam No one like has any doubt in that. So this shows that Hassan and Hussein are his sons. So I'll read the translation of the verse. It's verse uh, Surah Al-Imran, verse 61. It says, Should anyone argue with you concerning him after the knowledge that has come to you, say, Come, let us call our sons and your sons, our women and your women, our souls and selves and yourselves. Then let us pray earnestly and call down Allah's curse upon the liars. Okay, so in this story, the Prophet brings along Hassan and Hussein alayhim although they're not his biological sons, they are the sons of his biological daughter. But still, they are considered his sons and the Prophet brings them. Or on another occasion or in another report, Imam Kadhim's answer is this to Harun al-Rashid. He says, if the Prophet would come to you and ask you for your daughter's hand, would you accept? And Harun says, subhanAllah, why would I not? I would take pride over all Arabs and Ajams, everyone, and Quraysh because of this honor that the Prophet is asking for my daughter's hand. What does Imam Qadim say? He says, but I would never do such a thing and he would never make such a request to me. Harun says, why? He says, because I am born from him, but you are not. And so Harun says, good answer, O Musa ibn Ja'far. <laughs> so this shows that, okay, there's a difference. There's a difference between you and me. 
we do go back to the Prophet one way or another. We go back to the Prophet through our mother, but you, nor you're, you other, others are not like that. And so don't compare us to you just because our link to the Prophet is our mother. So then you say, we're just like everybody else. No, that's not the case. So these are some of the reports and stories that we have. Um, we also have some hadiths. And so I do, I do want to make this clear. It's not like the Shi'i school of thought says and believes that Imam Hussain is considered the son of the Holy Prophet, but then the entire Sunni school of thought does not believe that they are, uh, Imam Hassan and Imam Hussein are not, uh, does not believe that they are the sons of the Prophet. No, you will find a lot of Sunni scholars as well who will believe that uh, Imam Hassan and Imam Hussein are uh, the sons of the Prophet. And they'll have hadiths for that that I'll mention. But usually it'll be those ones who are have a little bit of malice in them and who are trying to just win the argument, um, who will kind of question this idea. Or else, as I said, you'll have a lot of Sunni scholars even who will believe that they can be referred to and are referred to and as a matter of fact are the sons of the Prophet So we have a hadith in uh, Sahih Bukhari where Abi Bakr says the Prophet was on the mimbar and Imam Hassan was sitting next to him and would look at the crowd and then look at the Prophet again. So Imam Hassan as a child, you know, he's sitting there, he's looking at the crowd, then he looks at the Prophet, looks at the crowd, looks at the Prophet. He's looking back and forth. The Prophet said, Ibni hada Sayyid, that this son of mine is a Sayyid. He's a great individual. And Allah is going to, through him, bring peace between two great groups of Muslims. And the Prophet there is referring to the uh, ceasefire between Imam Hassan السلام, and Muawiyah. Of course, the Shi'i school of thought now we'll take this hadith with a grain of salt, uh, but you know, right now we're speaking um, in the context in a Sunni context. And so, what did the sentence that is uh, quoted here and narrated in this hadith? What does it start with? It starts with with, with the word ibni, that my son, my son here, is a sayyid, is a great individual, and so he's going to be such and such. So here they take this hadith and they say that, look, the Prophet is referring to Imam Hassan السلام, as his own son. And so this is why a person like Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, who has a commentary on Sahih Bukhari, and he's very famous, of course, he says that from this hadith, we conclude that Imam Hassan can be called the son of the Prophet. Or Tirmidhi, he narrates uh, from Anas bin Malik, that the Prophet was asked which of his Ahlul Bayt he loved most. He said, Hassan and Hussein. And he would tell Fatima, bring me my two sons. And he would smell them and squeeze them in his arms. And we have other hadiths as well, I don't want to get into. Alright, so he refers to them as his own son. So there's no question there. Imam Hussein um, is the son of the Prophet And not only that, in the uh, two accounts that we have, because they say when Imam Hussein had to leave Medina tour, and, and begin his journey to Karbala, when he was bidding the Holy Prophet and his grave farewell, he went to the grave uh, many times. We have two accounts of those visits to the grave of the Prophet by Imam Hussein And in, those, in both of those accounts that we have, he is speaking to the Prophet and referring to himself 
as the son of that Prophet Okay, so this is something big, even in the eyes of Imam Hussain So when we say, Assalamu alaikum ya ibn Rasulillah, this is a big deal. This is a medal of honor. This is the highest rank to be the Prophet's son. Right? If, if people joined Imam Hussain um, on the way to Karbala and eventually stayed with him, some of them stayed with him till the very end and gave their lives in his way, you can't say that all of them might have believed in his imamah the same way a person like Habib bin Mudahir or Musnab bin Ausaja or them believed in. Not necessarily. Not all of his companions might have believed in his imamah in that way. But what's for sure is that they believe that this individual is one that is the most important and most sacred individual on the face of the earth. There is no other person out there that can claim to be the son of the daughter of the Holy Prophet and this is something that Imam Hussein himself cites that I am the son of your of the daughter of your Prophet so what's wrong with you? Why do you want to kill me? And this is what sets the battle of Karbala apart from everything else out there brothers and sisters it was truly truth versus falsehood here, no gray area, it was black and white from every angle because the truth was with Imam Hussein if you see him as your Imam. The truth was with Imam Hussein if you see him as the rightful Khalifa after Imam Hassan and after Muawiyah dies and you believe that one of the uh, terms of the peace treaty or ceasefire between him and Muawiyah was after Muawiyah, he will be Khalifa if Imam Hassan is not going to be alive. Whether you look at it from that angle, whether you look at it from the angle of him just being the son of the Prophet being Ibn Rasulullah, that itself is enough of a reason for truth to be with him and those who are against him to be with falsehood. That's how clear-cut Karbala was and that's why that's what sets Karbala and the battle of Karbala apart from all the other battles out there. That he was the son of the daughter of the Holy Prophet and not only that, we will refer to him as the son of the of the Holy Prophet ibn Rasulullah that they massacred in that way. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعلى أصحاب الحسن